There's an old spiritual um, song that uh, is Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. And it just repeats that chorus. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. And then there's verses and then it comes back to that chorus. Um, And it's singing about this event in the life of Ezekiel where he sees the wheel, a wheel within a wheel. These are the cherubim, the angels that are in the throne room of heaven, the angels depicted on the Ark of the Covenant, they are scary to behold. But when he sees them in a couple of verses before this, they they move and fly like a wheel within a wheel. Uh, All depictions of UFOs are depictions of wheels within wheels, portals looking out as they spin around, the flying saucer, the UFO, all of these um, parts of our unconscious consciousness, all of these parts of life that we speculate about, wonder about, wonder what we saw. uh, Ezekiel saw it. He saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. And here, it's not just that he sees a wheel and that he sees um, an angel, which is spectacular enough, But angels didn't put on shows for people. Um, What angels did was they delivered messages. The the word angel means messenger. That's all it means. Um, So when you deliver a message, you become an angel, a messenger, an angelos uh, that goes and does God's work in the world. But what the um, Ezekiel is capturing in this vision, in this angelic visitation, what God wanted all along in the relationship between God's people and the God that delivered them from Egypt, the God that came to Abraham in the night and said, you'll become a great nation. Your descendants will multiply and fill the earth. The God that rescued uh, Moses from Egypt and then used Moses to rescue his people out of Egypt. The God who parted the Red Sea, the God who led them in the wilderness, the God who brought them all the way into this land gave them a king, King Saul, then King David, then King Solomon and Jeroboam and Rehoboam, all the way down to the kings who had departed so far from what God had asked them to do that this exile happened. And now the people of God have been taken away into Babylonia, to Iraq, hundreds of miles to the east, hundreds and hundreds of miles across the desert, a place that they will have to stay for the rest of their lives. And Ezekiel travels in a vision And in this vision, as he's going to see his people, to see God's people in Babylonia and Chaldea, the land of Iraq or the land of Babylon, um, he has this uh, word from God that says, I want to have a relationship with people. I want to remove the heart of stone that they have and give them a heart of flesh. If you live long enough, especially through traumatic events like an exile, like being having your whole family destroyed and some of you sent away to a country where no one speaks the language and there's not a lot of love there. Um, when you've been through events that have turned your world upside down and all these things, it's easy to harden one's heart. It's what you have to do to protect yourself, keep yourself from getting hurt again, to, to ward off the feelings of despair and wanting to quit and, and going in a direction of self-destruction and all those things that are tempting 
when our world's turned upside down. And yet it's in those moments of our hearts hardening to be tougher so we can bear and endure the pain of what we're going through. It's that, that is, these are the people, we are the people that God is speaking to through Ezekiel, saying, I see your heart has gotten hard. You've been through a lot. And I want to make it a heart of flesh, a heart that beats again, a heart that pumps blood again, a heart that nourishes your body, a heart that gives you life, a heart that, that can be happy about things that are happy and can be sad about things that are sad and a heart that can go with the ebb and flow of life and not be stuck in that hardness of heart. Because the problem with a hard heart is that it cannot love. It can't love yourself, can't love anybody else. And it can't love God. God is always calling God's people into this relationship. And God was doing it all along. This was always the point of all of this. It always was. Many people have, um, you'll hear it on the street or in conversation, that there's the mean God of the Old Testament and the nice God in the New Testament. And these are two different gods, or they look like two different gods almost. This harsh, judgmental father figure up in the sky Um, And then nice Jesus who loves everybody and is down there um, sniffing the flowers all the time. And yet when you read things like Ezekiel, you find that the God in the Old Testament loves, loves intensely, is constantly trying to cultivate a relationship that is an equal relationship, not a relationship between a, a king and a slave or something that's out of proportion, but a relationship where people talk like friends. This is what God said of Moses, that he was a man who talked to God as a man talks to his friends. This is the, always the point of what God is doing in the world. It was always the program all along. And it takes this angel that sweeps Ezekiel up, takes him to a foreign land to see what God is doing. Even in Babylon, God is at work. Even in Babylon, God is doing things with people's hearts, turning their hearts of stone into flesh, listening to those heartbeats come alive again. And this is what my hope is for you today, that if your heart has gotten hard, that maybe just a little bit of it can get soft again and become a beating heart, a heart that beats for love, a heart that beats for justice, a heart that beats for happiness, a heart that beats for other people, a heart that beats for God. Amen.